Good afternoon and welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. Today we're talking about that bully called fear. And it's a bully because it numbs you, it makes you paralyzed, it makes you afraid, it makes you inactive, it makes you doubt, it makes you cower, it makes you think and rethink and double think, it makes you steer clear of people, it makes you a recluse, it makes you... Uh, paranoid. It does a lot of things to the mind and to the body and to your spirit. And we're going to talk about that today. Today we're in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, 16th verse. And it's where, no, we're going to start at 15. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, Behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with him. And then, as you know, subsequently he was told to close his eyes. And then when he opened his eyes, he saw that the mountains were full of horses and and chariots and fire round about, but they were angelic and working on their behalf. And so I began to to ponder this thing called fear because God has not given us a spirit, fear of the spirit, fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And I know that all of my life I have said, the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear? And I noticed that whenever the angels came to the people or Jesus came into the midst of the people, the first thing they said were fear not, just like what Elijah is saying here to his servant. And there are a number of things that cause us to be in fear, a number of situations and circumstances. For example, fear number one is of the unknown. Peter jumped out the boat and started walking on water, and then he realized, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know anything about this. The second thing is the fear of lack, the fear of lack. The widow, when Elijah came to her and said, please make me a cake, and she said, no, no, I'm getting ready to feed myself and my son, and we are going to die. How about that for a statement of faith? And then also the disciples, when Jesus fed the 5,000 and then also the 4,000, they talked about the lack of what they had, the lack of provision. On the Jericho Road, we find fear of defilement. That's why the priest and that's why the Levite crossed over. They did not want to defile their garments with blood and with who was potentially a dead man which would make them unclean, I believe, for about seven days. Then there was Michael, David's wife. She was fearful of his reputation and his standing in the community with him out there dancing in his skivvies because God had blessed him to bring the ark home. But really, she was just a bit of woman, okay? And then we have fear of loss of position or reproval. Esther was told by Mordecai to go up and to talk to the king and let him know what was going on. And Esther was like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. And then she said, okay, I'll do it. But she did it still in fear because she was saying, 
if I perish, I perish. Being concerned about perishing is a doubtful thing. It doesn't express faith. Uh, Even though she became a champion in so doing, it also spoke of fear. Fear of incapacity is another type of fear. That Sarah, when she laughed, when she was told that this time next year when the angel came back, she would bear a son. And Sarah started laughing because she felt there was no capacity within herself or in her husband to be able to accomplish that feat. The disciples were afraid. Why? Because of persecution or expected persecution, anticipated persecution, when they were hiding out in the upper room after the crucifixion of Jesus. Fear of defeat is another factor. Remember, Saul um, would not go after Goliath. David had to go after the Goliath. Saul and his army were standing back and taking all kind of mockery and ridicule by the Philistine giant. And little old David came in there and handled God's, God's business. Fear of failure is another factor that we have to be consider, consider when we talk about fear. And that would be an example of the one who came back with 10 talents, the other one who made five, and then the one who was fearful took and hid his talent because he said that he knew that the owner of the funds was an austere man and he gathered where he did not sow. So he was afraid of the consequences of succeeding. Then there's the widow with the oil, fear of the debt collector. We deal with that all the time. And so the widow, uh, was afraid that the debt collector was going to put her sons in prison and she sent for the prophet and the prophet told her get vessels not a few get your oil go in close the door and she had more than enough to pay the debt off fear of of defeat again is found in the bloody water that the Moabites saw when the sun glistened upon the water and 2 Kings 3.21, there's also the situation where uh, Saul was sitting under the pomegranate tree and the Philistines were once again giving them trouble. And Jonathan and his armor bearer climbed up alone between the rocks of Boaz and Zenith. And uh, as they climbed, God met them and caused the sound of an earthquake and the Philistines began to run. And then of course we all know about the Assyrians when they took off and God um, allowed the lepers to enter into the camp to find all kind of spoil and then they went into the city to shear. So fear is one of those things that we must studiously avoid. How do we avoid it? We avoid it by faith. How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you hear the word of God? You have to sit in the presence of God. You have to be in the house of God. You have to be in tutelage somewhere. And you have to study yourself to show yourself approved as a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In Psalms 1, the word of God says, In his law doth he meditate day and night. So we must constantly fight, constantly battle, 
to conquer fear. Because as we move from glory to glory and from level to level and realm to realm, the enemy is always going to come with something even greater to try and defeat you, to try to discourage you, to try to disappoint you, to try to disgust you, to try to just hold you back and hinder you like that letter that they cast up to uh, Nehemiah when he was up building the wall and he said, I will not come down. I won't come down. And then they mocked him and they said, well, that wall that you're building, if a fox ran on it, it would crumble. But Nehemiah had faith. And I say to you today, have faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. We must conquer and rid ourselves of that spirit of fear. Remember, Timothy was also told to remember the things that he had been taught and to not be fearful, not cave in, not give in to the hypocrisy, not give in to the false doctrine that was going on, but to stand in faith. And I say to you, after you have done all, continue to stand. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. God bless you as you go forth in faith and favor and you conquer that fear.